All right. Okay, Austin, just brief introductions. This is Matt at the top on the moon, Kyle Over in his the moon. and Caleb on his porch. <laughs> You're on the moon. Not over the moon. I'm You're over the moon. On the moon you see the Earth? <laughs> this picture was taken from orbit. Okay, I am over the moon about the Vols performance this past Saturday, guys. <laughs> Who expected what happened there? Tennessee goes to Missouri. And hey, you started? Just oh yeah, we're live. We're not oh, live, yeah. but we're oh. live. Tennessee goes to Missouri. We gotta keep it real, can't you know? Gotta get the real you. Um, but yeah, Tennessee goes to Missouri, gets the win, sixty-two to twenty-four. Who expected that? Anybody? What was my score prediction? Shout out, lose by ten. Oh uh, yeah, it's somewhere here, man. I got flustered. Um. <laughs> Power outage really takes it out of you, huh? It, uh, I had everything ready to go on my notes, and now I'm back to nothing. But so um, the power went out, and moved your notes. So Caleb and Chris, no, they're here somewhere. You guys talk. I'll find my notes. I was told there are no notes, but yeah, no you notes. know, <laughs> no, it's not really a note. It's more just our score prediction from last week. Okay. Um, okay. Caleb right. and Chris both picked Missouri to win, and myself and Kyle picked. UT to win, I believe. Yes. Okay, yeah, so. But they were all close scores. Um, but, man, 62 to 24. Falls just, oh, my gosh. Like, scored five touchdowns in under six minutes of time of possession in the first half there. Like, unbelievable performance. What do you guys think? The main thing. Oh, you go ahead, Caleb. I was just going to say, I think perhaps Missouri's defense is the worst thing I have ever seen. Yeah. Like legitimately worse. They looked worse than Tennessee Tech to me. Yeah, that was my thing. It was like, I don't think that was about us being good, about just that game was just about how garbage they are. And I saw their cornerback, their starting cornerback towards ACL today, so they're going to be worse this Saturday. Like in practice or in the game? Yeah, like in oh, practice today. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw where... Uh, Eli said it's no longer business as usual at Missouri, so we'll see. What could that possibly mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess they're going to have players tear their ACLs in practice to try to get better. Uh, they fired yeah. their defensive line coach after the Vols ran for, what was it, like 458 yards, I think? I'm sure that'll fix it. 51, Emory and Henry. Chris, what do you think? Because you are the one that was most skeptical going into yeah, uh, Saturday. Well, I mean, I, I truly have never seen a defense just lay down and die like that. I watched Pigeon Forge High School football for four years. <laughs> us lie down and die like I talked to some old GP football players that were said, no, we, we, we ran the ball all the time, and we never got to 400. Like, it was absurd. It was insane. It made no sense. Especially considering that they did pretty well against Kentucky. They did pretty well against Boston College, even though they lost. Like, it was a fairly surprising result. But the takeaway on the other side of it was it was a nice glimpse at the, what the Josh Heupel offense can be in its fullest form. 
I think my favorite oh. moment on offense was that 92-yard Tyon Evans run where you see Ollie Lane just like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Like, oh, it was beautiful. He got them Gibbs hips rolling. Yeah. yeah. Austin, did you watch our game? I was. I watched most of it. I was slipping back and forth between that and I think Michigan and Wisconsin or whoever they were playing. Um, but when it was – Offensive performance didn't just glue you to the TV. Well, when it was like forty-two to fourteen, right going into halftime, I was like, "Okay, I don't, I don't need to watch this anymore." So. Yeah, you do, yeah, you do. <laughs> it's your next opponent. What are you talking about? No, well, it just, it would, it's just, you know, I knew that we would struggle to score against Troy later on, so I didn't want to hurt myself too bad emotionally. You know, we were all glued to the Troy game. Oh yeah. Hey, we've been there. We've been in a tough fight with Troy before. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, though. Uh, so, all a good time. I think my biggest take from Saturday was Mizzou's defense just looked like they just weren't even trying out there. Like, Kyle, you said it You said it in the uh, chat there that it looked like it was Madden on easy, and that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, we, we were Team Tiburon. I mean, I felt so uh-huh. bad for, like, when they show shots of Mizzou fans in the stands, I genuinely like felt for those people, and was humble that I was not one of those people. I did uh, not feel that at all. I mean, we've we've been bad, but I don't think other than defensively, other than maybe 2012, we've been that bad. And I was like, oh man, I'm I'm sorry, guys. We got beat, but we didn't get boat raced like that in 2012. I don't. Think I, that was a terrible rushing defense in 2012, if I remember correctly. We made the was switch to the three-four. Yeah, yeah. Dewey's yeah. critical year, and we switched to a three-four, and we can't stop anything under the sun. Well, I think with Sal, with Sal's defense, like we were just taking like horrible angles, but we were still within like three or five yards from tackling somebody. I mean, my God, like we just handed our our run plays were like run left, run right. That was like the extent of our run play Saturday. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think we cut once. <laughs> what, um, what was offensive front? Was it like a three-three-five, or do you remember? First off, Chris, are you like in the Blair Witch Project or something? Where are you right now? Are you scared? Parts, parts unknown. It's like you're walking in a forest. Parts and there's unknown. There's nobody around. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Never mind where I am. Let's I think about- my other big take from Missouri is our defensive performance. Like, I did not expect them to just basically make Missouri's offense just awful. And that's what it. That's what they did. I mean, they played – that was their best game of the year, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Had Tyler Beatty been stopped like that? I mean, he ran well, but we just we you know we didn't give in to any big plays really. We had that what kickoff return for a touchdown, but I I think that was designed <laughs> on our part. Like I I honestly do. I don't. I mean, we I think I joked about that, but I don't think we were said like, hey, let them. Yeah, me and you made a joke about it. Yeah, but I genuinely the more i think about it i think that that was a designed hey just just let them score i didn't go I, back and watch it but 
I had some conspiratorial thoughts throughout, like every single, I mean, how many times did the game stop with a Tennessee player laying on his side going, oh, oh, I wonder how much of that was strategic. That was something I was really concerned about was the amount of injuries. It seemed like we had five or six guys. Um, yeah, but everyone healthy this week. Yeah. <laughs> I kind okay. of agree with this. I, I feel like we were our defense a little greater. Yeah, I, but shout out to the defense. Two turn, uh, two takeaways, zero turnovers. I think that's huge. I mean, you go out there against an SEC team and have zero turnovers and score that many points. Like, good on you. And like I saw, I don't think Jeremy Banks got a personal foul this week. Okay, I yes, know. I made a note of that because there was one play where I think it where he like pulled up and like yeah he had a guy yeah. lined up on the sideline <laughs> yeah. to just get that personal foul penalty that he's known for that he's going for the world record in and he didn't do it uh, had her mm-hmm. only sack and an interception on the day so great job Jeremy Banks he's a regular good listener. no suplex. Uh, Austin, who were the players of the game for the Gamecocks? Who played quarterback? Was it the uh, grad assistant? or No, he, he's been the backup since the third series of the Georgia game after he got his hand stepped on by a 390-pound lineman that runs 4-4-40 or something like that. So. Uh, but it was, it was Luke Doty, his like fourth or fifth start you know, overall. But he looked good. The past, the past game looked good overall. It was really our tight ends or the star. Um, yeah, who do we look out for as skill players? It, it, it's the two tight ends. It's, it's Muse and Jaheim Bell. Jaheim Bell's a freak. I mean, he's he ran for like 200 yards in our spring game because all of our running backs were injured just for fun, I guess. And, uh, you know, he's, been, he's just been athletic, the most athletic guy on the field for us. And then – our wide receiver didn't play much against our best wide receiver, Josh Van, didn't play much against Troy, but he's been he's had three or four hundred yard games this year already. So those are the big guys. Obviously, obviously the um, running backs were supposed to be great, but um, I don't think we've had a hundred yard rushing game all season. So that, that's kind of uh, smoke. Well, we've smoke, not had a no fire there receiving game all season. So well, fair there trade we go. there. Yeah, yeah. Are we moving on from Missouri? Let's just go straight into South uh, Carolina. Wait, wait, wait. A couple more things. Uh, do you think the starters were in there too long? Yes. Quarterback, at least. I don't care about the well, it, Who else do you go to, though? I mean, I guess you go to, I don't know. I mean, you're just going to run the, the ball. But, but, yeah. um, is Harrison Bailey dead, or is he just not you know, there? He's anymore? a vegan yes. or a vegetarian okay. now. And, okay. Um, it's against his religion to throw a football, so okay. Yeah, All right. yeah. we don't I, know. Um, I don't know. I I feel like Hooker is going to get hurt at some point this season. I mean, he oh, he ran the ball fifteen times against Missouri. I feel like he didn't need to run the ball fifteen times against Missouri. It's unnecessary hits he's taking. So I would have liked to see Joe Milton try to get better. Yeah, I don't know. I think once you start to take out. The starting linemen, like I don't think Cade Mays played the whole second half. I think once you take them out, you have to make a change at quarterback. Um, I mean, the game was well in hand. What we scored thirty-five in the first quarter. But the longer I think about it, I think it's also good. Um, it's it's another game to kind of get that conditioning. 
I know I've been one to critique our time of possession and our defense getting tired, but yeah. the, the longer I think about it, the only issue I had was leaving Hooker in there too long. Um, but I think if you're going to keep him in there, try to work on your passing game. Our receivers continue to be non-existent. I mean, what is Jalen Hyatt doing? No catches in that game. Did he play? I mean, he, they need to get him a bigger jersey. His jersey doesn't go down his belly button. I think that's a style choice. Yeah, um, yeah I, don't, I don't think I saw him in the game. I saw him a couple times, but. He's saving his strength for the home state team. We did have a couple of downfield passes to our tight ends, which I always love to see that. Doesn't that just make your heart all warm and fuzzy? Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I wrote the offensive line was exhausted. What did you think about them using a Whitehead at running back? That, that was odd. And then voted SEC, what, co-freshman of the week with like, 80 yards rushing. Like, did any other freshman play this week? Phillips. Who? Phillips was the guy that had the last touchdown, didn't he? Pierce. 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 Who? How many tailbacks do we have? I don't know everybody. Uh, isn't Pierce like a walk-on? Like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He was a walk-on, right? Well, he's a transfer he from I think Maryville College. I think he was playing there, and like this, yeah, he's like a grad transfer or something, but. That dude yeah. runs very, like, strangely. Like, if you go back and watch his touchdown run, like, I don't know. He runs like a duck. No offense, but. He's All right. Maurice Jones Drew. Hey, that's a good comparison. Yeah, he's a smaller. Yeah, MJD. Let's get to South Carolina. We have a special guest on, so let's talk about that. Who? All right, <laughs> folks. South Carolina versus Tennessee, Saturday, noon Eastern. Not an SEC network this time. According to Knoxville News Sentinel, it's going to be on ESPN2. The line, last I checked, Tennessee was a 10.5-point favorite, and uh, the over-under was like 64.5, I think. And then blackout at high noon. A blackout at, at noon o'clock. Oh, man, I'm worried. Hopefully it's not going to be hot. Todd Howell or Hod Towel, what's the weather for Saturday? Have you looked? Well, thank you, Matt, and uh, good Wednesday evening to you. I think it's going to be pretty warm this comes Saturday. How warm? What, uh, humidity? Oh, Come on. Something, I don't know, 77. I'd... Put that little Vol helmet underneath Saturday and give us the forecast, Hod. What's the dew point values going to be, yes. Hod? Aerometric <laughs> pressure at kickoff. Check the buzz. Um, but hey. Yes, the Vols today unveiled their Nike... First edition. Who's who's that? Chris, I feel like it's you. Probably Chris. Um, black uniforms. Um, so exciting to see that right when I wake up on Saturday and turn on the balls. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also in your experience to black uniforms, do you think they play a factor in the heat? Uh, I do, yeah, and and Chris can attest. I think you know the last time you guys wore black uniforms was in two thousand nine, I think on Halloween weekend, and I went to that game with Chris if I remember correctly, and it was on the fifty yard line, man. Yeah, and it was one of the most humbling experiences as a South Carolina fan I've ever had. So I don't, 
so hard as to hit that pivot. Did that? Mm-hmm. Uh, did that? What is? What do you? He hit the beat the, 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 the hardest he spin move. Oh. Right. The play for me is the play action, just pass deep bomb to Austin Johnson. To Austin Johnson. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I was I was in the pride at the time, and I saw like I remember when the the play action happened. I think it was play action at least. But Austin just went up, I think it was the left side, and it was just, like, I stood up and immediately saw it. Like, I literally was standing up with my arms in the air and screaming touchdown before he even threw the ball. Like, that was my favorite play. Who do you think um, you are, Lane Kiffin, Matt? I miss you, Lane. Oh, Come home soon. Maybe, maybe we can make Hypel offensive coordinator and Kiffin head coach. <laughs> this is quintessential Tennessee fan thinking. Speaking so of head coaches, thing. Austin, Shane Beamer, former Tennessee grad assistant. Um, right. What? What are your thoughts? Yeah, apparently he worked for Phil, uh, Filmer. Yeah. In the uh, 2000s. Smart, Filmer, you know, all these guys. Riley. I mean, can you but confirm I, that he's the reason we lost the SEC championship game in one of those years? You know, I know those. That was the rumor, but I, I can't confirm that. Um, but, you know, I know that people have discussed that. Um, and I'll follow up on that question next time I get an opportunity just to see what we can find out. Thank you. What are your, what are yeah. your early thoughts? Um, well, first, what were your thoughts initially at the hire and your thoughts now at this point? Um, you know, I was, uh, you know, it. It was an interesting, cho- you know, set of choices we had, it seemed like. You know, it was guys that either had – ties to the state or you know just totally random guys that i didn't i didn't think would stay very long it seemed like stepping stone so you know uh, we're not you know we're not georgia we're not alabama we're not these destinations where people end up so for to get the guy that wants to be there and has ties and you know wants to wants to build something i was happy with that and you know the most success we've had in my lifetime was obviously when Spurrier was there as all you guys know um and he was there and he hopes to build that again so that's all I can hope for I don't know if it'll work but what did uh this is something that always bothers me is the fact that South Carolina uh, I mean yeah they have some history in basketball you know a little bit more than football but South Carolina has Employed Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier as their head coaches, like that. It's like what? Right, and and we so like historically we were the we were the place that hired the guy that was pretty much retired that uh, you know had very little energy left. Yeah, so Holtz hadn't coached in forever when you guys right. Him. So like a young coaching staff and a young a, a, re, a fairly young guys is is exciting in comparison. Yeah. You don't have any appreciation for the Lou Holtz years after Brad Scott. No, it uh, it, it was pretty much painful the whole way through. Okay, <laughs> so pulling up Lou Holtz, he got to South Carolina in '99. Um, in '99, the Gamecocks went 0 and 11. Mm-hmm. In 2000, yep. they went 8 and 4, 0 1, 9 and 3, 5 and 7, 5 and 7, and then 6 and 5 for. Combined record of thirty three and thirty seven, nineteen and twenty nine SEC play. So, right. I remember four, nine wins nine was very three. exciting back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you too good for nine wins now? 
No, not at all. I would I would take six, you know, for the next five years, and I'd be pretty happy. Just be a ball fan. Oh god. That's sad. <laughs> you born to be one of us. So give right. us what what's your uh, South Carolina fandom, uh, you know, background. So I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, um, and which is a weird place for college football because there's not, you know, you're close to closer to Columbia than Clemson, but everybody's kind of split from where they're from. Um, but my family was always South Carolina people, so I've been burdened with that, um, you know, that fandom my entire life, unfortunately. But uh, you know, it, it just makes the the success sweeter when it happens every, you know, three decades, however, you know, however often it happens. So. Um, ever since I was a kid, though, I've followed them and they've been my team and through Lou Holtz and Spurrier and everybody else, you know, kind of riding the roller coaster. Right, right. Um, who all's been to a game at, uh, at South Carolina? Was it Williams Bryce Stadium? Williams Bryce Stadium, yeah. Chris, Chris has been. Myself. I have not been to a basketball game there. I've also been to that basketball game. Go Bruce Pearl, we miss you. Come home. Go to the Carolina Arena or Colonial Life. Colonial Life, I think. I don't know. Yeah, hey, Chris can't put us on the spot like that. Um, <laughs> Had to. Chris, we're over the moon about the Vols winning against Missouri, but um, yeah, that what your picture is about, thing, Matt? Yeah, man, I'm over the moon. <laughs> the Vols are okay. back. You just now got it? I'm just kidding. Love your hat, Kyle. It looked look like you're on the moon. Sorry. Caleb, what's your hat? What does that say? Tennessee? Yes. Traditions. I, I still can't read it. What does it say? <laughs> Volunteer Traditions. Volunteer Traditions. Like jerseys from 1903 to 1914. Oh, yeah. It's, it's delayed with FedEx right now. I, I'll get to it, but... Um, what were we talking about? We got sidetracked. That happens often here, Austin. Um, so you I want grew up... a, uh, I want a scouting report from him about South Carolina. Yeah, what do we okay. look out for? That's a uh, good interject. I have a uh, I have another special guest to come in on the South Carolina preview phase or oh segment. God. Please introduce. Oh shit. <laughs> Who's this? How are you, my friend? That's Benjamin Bartley. How are you, sir? This is strange. I <laughs> I feel like I'm out of focus, and it's dark, and I'm drinking wine, and I don't really know what we're talking about, and, and I really don't care about South Carolina or Tennessee football. Oh, but we'll pretend like I do. Okay. In the name of Frank Beamer's son, <laughs> <laughs> because that's the most South Carolina hire I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like remember when? Remember when? They had Beamer Ball. That was fun. Let's hire that guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what were we talking about in a very serious vein? They were asking. They're about to ask for a scouting report on South Carolina this year. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All the way around garbage. Oh, gosh. Get this guy out of here. Who is this guy? I say that as an Auburn fan. <laughs> Wait, a helicopter's going over. This is great TV. Um, That was the life star. Someone just died. (laughs) Oh, rest in peace. So, South Carolina. 
South Carolina. Important football program. We're one of the 12 or however many there are. Yeah. It's like 16 or 20 now. It's growing. It's 16, right? We'll we'll be 16. Texas, Oklahoma, South Carolina, NC State. How many years before it's just like 64 teams and it's just a one-and-done tournament where you might only play one football game a year? That's the ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten conglomerate. They're saying, like, we're going to stop this monopoly. We're going to beat the SEC. We're just going to all be together. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm in the Blair Witch Project. (laughs) That's what I said. And it's it's awkward. And I don't want to interrupt your vibes. So, Uh, No, it's all good. All right. So let's talk about football, seriously. Let's talk about wine. What kind of wine are you drinking? Or not. All right, South Carolina <laughs> scouting <laughs> report. I can barely hear report. Like report. What, what, what do we got to look forward to? Yeah, so defense has been the strong point this year. Uh, I think we our safety, Jalen Foster, is tied for the lead in the nation in interceptions. Um, I think we're, you know, top 10 scoring defense or something like that. We don't but, throw uh, interceptions. You know, right. So you guys don't throw very much. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting no. match there. No, we're going to throw um, it all over the field, but we're not going to throw interceptions. Okay. okay. All right. Well, you throw, uh, by the- throw an interception. Grasses, it's, we, we it's don't difficult. do that. You do do that. I've watched a little bit. Or you throw like 60 yard passes over people's heads. That is true. We do on that. That's that's Joe Milton, and this you turn a new page. Yeah, we don't throw interceptions or completions. So how how is the defensive line at South Carolina? It's been a lot better this year. They've uh, getting a lot more consistent pressure on the quarterback. You know, more sacks than you know we we've had the last few years. Number one, Enigbare is probably going to be in a first-round draft pick, so he's been pretty solid so far. Um, that's that's our strong point, if anything. We've probably got eight guys that can play that, play the D-line and rotate in and out. So, yeah. Any of them want to transfer here? That'd be, uh... we'll, we'll take Harrison Bailey if you guys want to take one of those guys. And, and would... We, we kind of need a, a quarterback. I would trade HB for a, a tight end and a couple of defensive linemen. That seems fair. What about you guys? Yeah, I feel like when Harrison Bailey played the five minutes he played, he was ob- he was clearly our third best. So he can go. I don't know. Is, as a side, why, why why is everyone so obsessed with Harrison Bailey? I don't That's why he was in there with like third string guys. Like I don't fault him for that. I don't either, but I'm just saying he's he's obviously our third best quarterback. And, I mean, and Joe Milton and and Hooker is better than him. I think the situation he was put in also didn't really warrant. A, okay, what can this guy do? Like, you know, start him against South Carolina, and I'm sure he has a completely different energy and and success. But so Caleb, you worried about the South Carolina defense? What do you think? We'll start start moving our way towards predictions. Probably score. I'm a little worried about turnovers, but you're worried about us 
uh, committing turnovers? Yeah, I don't against a defense that has a pulse. I am a little bit worried that we'll throw interceptions. Like you remember at the end of the Pittsburgh game, Hendon Hooker throwing directly to a linebacker when the game was on the line. So I'm a little bit worried about that. Yeah, that happens, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious to see our offensive game plan. Um, see if we are able to finally get some of those receivers going. I think Bayless Jones was our leading receiver this past week with like seven for seventy nine. So, um. I'm also interested to see like is Cooper May is going to play because like I was shocked at how little resistance Missouri put up on the defensive line. So if South Carolina's defensive line has a pulse, then I'd be interested to see if we get any push in the run game. You're right. Right. Um. So Austin, what what do you think? Um. What are the Gamecocks' chances to come into Neyland and upset the Vols after a exciting victory? I, I you know, I, you know, before you know today, I probably would have given them thirty five percent, something like that, thirty percent. You know, the offense has just been bad; haven't been able to score enough. But uh, now that the black jerseys are coming out, it's dropped down to about. 15% probably just because I think those things are cursed, man. After 2009, I'm going to have to see something on the field to make me think they're not cursed. cursed. So. Is that the game? Austin, is that the game you went to with Chris? The yeah. Yep. Yep. What, on Halloween. Yeah. I can't remember. It was like 35 to 7 at halftime, is all I remember, or 28 to 7 or something like that. But I, I, I blacked out after that point. That was Lane Kiffin's one year? Yeah. Well,. Okay, that might it might be cursed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're trying to believe in Tennessee here as a conglomerate. So yeah, you're probably right. South Carolina sucks. And um, as a friend, I love you, and you should talk to me more often <laughs> to, to, to get emotional <laughs> on this podcast that twelve people listen to. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's 12, good, that's 12 loyal, honest people. And Chris is talking to this girl. I'm going to try to get him back on here because I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just standing here like literally a person captured in the Blair Witch Project. So, Hey, Ben, hey cool. ben, hold on a second. He was cagey about where you're at. Where are you? I'm, I'm like the Spirit of God. I'm everywhere. Yeah, but what physical location are you embodying right now? Well, I'm physically embodying a location in Sevierville in a house at home. Okay, which, all right, okay. Which is strange, and and uh, I know I've only saw you like two years ago, but I do own a home now. And, cool. Uh, we could uh, barbecue or something one time. Yeah, or you can come down to Chattanooga, either one. Are you in Chattanooga? You guys cut all this out, but yeah, I'm in Chattanooga now. When did you move to Chattanooga? I mean, this is not important to this podcast at all. Right. I'll it's text fine. you. No one's watching. I'll text you after this. Okay. You saw my number. I think so. Okay. I'll, well, text, you... I'll confirm it with Chris. Either way. Okay. Well, you text me after this, and we'll we'll hook up, and we'll talk about things um, personal, not on this <laughs> this podcast. That's that's talking about predictions and yeah, not in a field somewhere in a in a wheat, you know, like where the children the corn live. So yeah. I'll I'll pass it back to Chris. All right. Handoff. Great planning, Chris. <laughs> Great 
your your preparation for this podcast is unparalleled. We uh, we all need to see Austin. <laughs> Did Ben have any insights? No, it was, it was pretty negative across the board. We might okay. be able to go viral with like a Facebook reconnection, uh, <laughs> like sob story. But other than that, yeah, I don't know. Never found out what wine he was drinking either. It's oh, cheap. Well. Whatever it is. Um, so, Austin, you were at 35%, and you said after the black jerseys, what, what are you at now? About 15%, yeah. 15%. Anything can happen. You know, anything can happen, but pretty low. I think the black That's jerseys. an accurate statement. Yeah. I think the I think the black jerseys make it worse for us, just because yeah, every time we do something with a big hype, we end up not. Yeah, you know. that's what I was yeah. gonna say. Is like this is Tennessee, and each time we try a gimmick, like we're gonna mess it up. Yeah, fifty penalties in the first you know quarter. I mean, just just wait. I mean, so, aren't we like aren't we like one and four in Checker Nealon? Something like that. Oh, we only do. But it you have to remember though, like. South Carolina is the team where our defensive backs will pick up a fumble or make an interception and then throw the ball before they cross the goal line. So you'll probably be fine. I, I think know. you're being nice, Austin. I think you're holding back. <laughs> I think uh, that, that's the point that I'm at is we saw against Missouri, yeah, that defense is atrocious, but still an SEC defense. We saw what we're capable of. I think that's that. That's the floor right now. Like, you should be able to score against these lower level SEC teams, and you know you should be able to at least compete with with your defense. So, what do you think, Caleb? Thinking, I don't know that that's an SEC defense we just played. They're like 129th in the country. I or mean, something. they've got SEC caliber players at least. They, you know? Yeah, they are technically in the SEC. Yes, Matt. I will give you that they. <laughs> They are in the conference, but I don't know that <laughs> they're in SEC defense. I mean, they weren't that bad last year, and I'm sure it's mainly the same guys. Probably has to do with their defensive coordinator higher, but they suck. Okay. Yeah, they're real bad. Kyle, what yeah. do you think? Do you expect a performance like that the rest of the way out, except for like Alabama and Georgia? No, obviously not. Uh, but I would say that. I'm not, I mean, I think we're going to score, but not like we did last week. But my whole thing was like, it, this game comes about our defense because I just don't know if, I don't know enough about South Carolina to know if they're going to be a high-powered offense to score against us or not. I'm thinking no, but I don't know how our defense is going to play. Chris? It could be It could be like, you know, you guys, you know, struggled, what, for the first four or five games, four, however yeah. many there were before Missouri, you know, and then the offense kind of broke out. So we've been the same and just not had that breakout moment yet. If it happens, it, it might never happen this season or, you know, could could be on the horizon. Who knows? Know. It's right. definitely Berkeley. most likely to happen this Saturday. <laughs> we are very charitable. Yeah. We love making. People Heisman contenders, yes. and we've not and we've not talked about this yet. Like we, you know, everybody since we beat Missouri, everybody's just eyeing Old Miss. So yeah. God knows we shouldn't be overlooking South Carolina, but we are. Who is? I don't think the players are. I mean, they don't have any sort of care for the fact that Kiffin was here. Like. I think they it's, have a Twitter it's more account. of a fandom thing that that people are, oh Ole Miss like I don't know I don't I don't I don't think that's no, the case. 
I don't know I, how I'm just worried about the it. History of Tennessee, South Carolina could expect anything other than some kind of twenty-seven to twenty-one or like no. fourteen-nine kind no. of. Caleb, no, just me up. we will never accept that. I remember coming back from a band competition, and you'd always have your little portable radio, listen to oh, the yeah. game, and I I think it was Halloween night, and we lost to South Carolina. I remember it was ugly, like 19 to 15 or something that, stupid. That, like that. that was the Tyler, the Tyler Bray game or something, right? Yeah. No, this would have been oh, like, 2005 or 05. Yeah, or okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wore a, a, a wool trench coat to that game. <laughs> and I remember him telling me that we lost, and I was just like, no, we didn't. Like, we didn't lose to South Carolina. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> So, no, I will never accept the fact that we're going to be competitive with South Carolina. No offense, no. Austin, but. No, I love it. And I, yeah. when I went to a game there, the thing I liked about that stadium is that it it's so close to the field, like. You, mm-hmm. you just feel like you're a part of the game. Like, it's a really cool setup. Um, well, hated that the entire tailgate area is basically just, like, a parking lot from a, a Midwestern plain state that's just <laughs> copy and pasted right outside the stadium. Like, it's just... You didn't like the fairgrounds? No, there's no personality at all. It's just yeah. parking spots in concrete. It's like, how much you didn't enjoy that? that Bojangles right outside the stadium? No. I was didn't even get a free Bojangles card from the people outside. Probably couldn't read the Bojangles sign by the time I ended That's the That's a good point. And Adrian <laughs> dropped his ticket, so we had to scalp a ticket. And, <laughs> oh, it was an interesting experience. But, I have a um, question about the Williams Bryce game day experience. What is what is the more bland and generic game day? Uh, experience entering the field the 2001 or sandstorm <laughs> it's a tie i think i think it's a tie i think they're, they're equally equally that yeah i actually kind of like sandstorm now that that south Carolina <laughs> has embraced it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what is, what is, when you're is there it? and you and you just see all those towels like flying and then you hear the song going, everybody's jumping, and then you hear the cock the doodle dude. It's like, <laughs> like, I was trying to think of a way to describe what I think of like the South Carolina fan base, and it's just like people that are tourists that are just like, oh yeah, what do you do in town? Oh, you go to South Carolina game, and you know you wave your tail around. Like, well, there's nothing else to do in Columbia at all, so that's that's pretty much the reason, yeah. They're tourists who like who come to Pigeon Forge, but they do it every year without fail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't Stick know. With Pigeon Forge has no food or running water. It's just, the population of the South Carolina is just very odd to me. I don't know why. That makes. I me sometimes much. feel like I just don't even realize that South Carolina exists. Like my sister used to live there. I've been there, but. I never think about South Carolina for some reason. I don't know why I just thought of that, but no offense, Austin. So, no, I mean, um, so let's get a little bit of score predictions. Kyle, let's start with you. Uh, let's see. I'll go 38-21 Tennessee. Okay, Caleb. Wow. 
The disrespect. Wow. Okay. Oh, it's coming. 34, <laughs> 31, Tennessee. Okay. Nope, don't do this, Caleb. Pick South Carolina. <laughs> Chris? Thirty-two, thirty to twenty-one, Tennessee. Okay, Austin. I'm going to say, in order for us to have a shot, it's got to everybody's got to be under thirty points. So I'm going to say twenty-seven, twenty-four, South Carolina. It's a good you dare. Don't you dare come on here as a guest and do that to <laughs> us and support his no, team. It's, it's the a, outrage. It's a miracle. If if we would have won by three last week, everybody would have picked South Carolina probably. But oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the only reason the point spread's so high is because you won by forty-eight or whatever it was. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, South Carolina defense is much better than people are giving it credit for. They force a lot of turnovers. They got a lot of depth. They're not not a whole lot of depth, but they're good and force us to. Force us in our tracks. Who have they here. played so far? What Auburn and who's their other tough opponent? No, they they played. Um, they play no, they didn't play Auburn. They Kentucky. played um, Georgia, Kentucky, and Georgia from they SEC. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we're the only we're the only team that scored a touchdown on Georgia. So I remember that wide receiver. Whatever that means. Yeah. Deep, deep pass, yeah. Yeah. God, you all should have broken Stetson Bennett in half. We, we we intercepted him and he never played again. So I, that was the best we could do, probably. Yeah, more than we could ever do. Um, I am going to say Tennessee forty-eight, South Carolina twenty. Good God. Matt. No, you showed me Matt last. Is on the moon. Well, South Carolina's defense is better than Missouri. I don't care. I don't care. If we ran for five hundred nearly against Missouri, we should be able to run for. 325 against South Carolina and throw for another 250. Matt, did you just forget that we played the Florida game? Or? It didn't matter. It was our first road game. You know, it was, it was a, a gimme. Just let them have this one. Next week in Columbia, where it's really tough, you know, that guy and his dry erase board. That was probably the moment of the game at the end where he just wrote, I'm sad and held it up and they just stayed on it for a good half a minute. Um, so, all right. We got four UT picks, one South Carolina pick. You make your pick. Who was who? Hint, hint, it was this Austin guy down here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Wait, we all picked Tennessee to win? Like, yeah, except like, for Austin. Wow, that's the first time. For some yeah, this is odd. I don't like it. <laughs> I also can't like, find Plug in Ben's house. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be here next week when the score is 27 to 24, South Carolina. I, I just, <laughs> I couldn't face that again. But, um, so let's let's head on to our weekly gripe. Austin, we'll start with you since our guest. So every week we complain about something that's just bothering us. Um, what do you got this week? What's, what's, what are you griping about? Football wise or just anything? Just anything. Like. Um I'm gonna say the um and it's actually gonna be football related, but NFL related. The these taunting rules are ridiculous. They're <laughs> flagging people spiking balls and stuff. It's just it's nonsense. That. That's, that's, that's my weekly gripe. Yeah. Yeah, that was oh my god, that was a stupid call. 
Yeah. Caleb, what, what do you got? He's an all-star driver. All right, guys. It's going to be a lawn care drive this week. And it's the price of grass seed is insane. <laughs> so I am trying to get my yard prepared for next season. And everyone's like, okay, you got to aerate and overseed your yard. And you got to do it now. I'm like, okay. So I'm like checking all getting quotes online from all these companies. I'm like, okay, surely this won't like cost too much, a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks or something. No. I log on and get a quote and it's like eight hundred and forty dollars to aerate like poke holes in my yard and put some grass seed down. And I'm like, that is ridiculous. Why can't humans just let nature be nature? What are you talking about? You gotta and get so, what ready for next season? Your grass ready for next season? Does the grass just do that itself? Like, what are we talking apparently about? Apparently not. You gotta help it out or something. So anyway, so I'm like doing all this research. I'm like, all right, I'll just like do it myself. I'll just go buy some seed at the Home Depot or whatever. And there's like, there's like a hundred different kinds. You've got like Kentucky bluegrass. You've got Fescue, tall fescue, fescue blend, ryegrass, golden, southern gold blend. Like, there's like a, so many different kinds. I have no freaking clue which one you're supposed to get. So, like, go out to the the garden center place and, like, all right, guys, like, what, what do I buy? And they're like, oh, this one's good. You get a 50 pound bag for like $150. And the guy told me I needed like, 90 pounds for my yard so i'm like good god this is ridiculous just for some freaking seeds that's my problem just mow your lawn caleb it'll be I, fine i i was listening but i don't remember kyle what you got uh it's not a big one but it was a little frustrating so uh you know I've been, you know, because of COVID and stuff, we've not had the New York City Wine and Food Festival for, for two years. <laughs> and the New York City Wine and Food Festival is back <laughs> next weekend on the <laughs> on October 14th, 15th, and 16th when I'm in Tennessee for the Ole Miss game. So I can't go what? to the Wine and Food Breaking Festival. Breaking news here on the pod? I know. I can't go. Ladies can't and gentlemen, go. if you notice the... Very obscure background, and that's the view that Mr. Kyle, Caleb, and Chris, and I believe what, Chelsea, correct? Yeah, will have in two weeks, but Kyle's going to have to miss the New York City Wine and Cheese Festival. Wine and Food Festival, and and they're doing a discounted... They're doing a discounted ticket this year because it's the first time back in two years. We're $175 for a weekend all you can eat and all you can drink for like 72 hours. You could buy a you plane will. ticket and come to the Greek festival. Isn't it free? Like it was last weekend, man. Oh, never mind, Kyle. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. It's we, okay. It's all right. I swear I told you about it, but Chris, what you I just, I'll just have to wait another year. Hey, next year. Yeah. Uh, pants. Did you say pants? Pants, yeah, man. I, I, I'm in dire need of pants, but I've, they're pants that I'm not going to wear for long, so I, I need cheap pants.
pants, like two pairs. That's it. As I, as my waistline slowly recedes, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much am running out of clothes. I'd say I've probably got another month or so that I can somewhat stay in the clothes that I have. And when I go to the store, there are no pants either. Like I like a cheap pair of khakis, so I go to Walmart, right? Like Jim, Jim Harbaugh inspired me. There's nothing wrong with a $20 pair of pants, especially when you're not going to be able to wear them in two months. So I go to Walmart, and it seems like every single place that sells any kind of clothes now, it's like th th there's no presentation anymore. Nothing's folded. You can't find anything. It's just thrown. It's, it's like a warehouse. So I'm, I'm just combing through these things that look sort of okay, and I can't find a thing. There are no pants anywhere. I'm going ha to be naked, or I'm going to be wearing, like, bed sheets or something. It's going to be embarrassing. Where do I find cheap pants? I actually know the answer to this question. Uh -oh. Please help me. More it's uh, Co Costco. you got to go to Costco. But I gotta get a membership. Well, they'll let you go in once for free, I think. Once for free? I think so. How cheap are their pants? Like ten bucks. You kidding me? No. Can I find a nice straight leg khaki and a blue khaki? That's all I, I, I need. I didn't say that. I wouldn't didn't say nice, but they've got them and they're cheap they and have, they'll work. Nearly pants. Yeah, they're just basic pants. <sighs> have you tried Amazon? I have everything yeah. on Amazon says that it did like disintegrates as soon as you put it on your body. It's we, made by two weeks. It, you're lose another fifty pounds. It'd be it's, it's, if if only Caleb. <laughs> Could you go to like Old Navy and just go to their discount rack? I did. It's a nightmare. I went to Goodwill. I went to Target. I've been to a lot of places. There, I need a size 40, 32 pant, and it doesn't exist in a flat front straight leg. They're either just billowing like Sinbad, or I look like Tiger Woods in 1998. I imagine just, you go into an old lady at Walmart, like, do you have any flat front whatever pants? Oh, honey, all of our pants are over there, you know, just... What is this guy talking about? You're actually like almost shockingly on point. <laughs> the the woman that does the 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 what the the try in try on rooms, she's like, oh, those paints look pretty good. And we got more over there, but you know they're all kind of you know they're all kind of done up over there. She was not helpful. Well. Good time to mention that this week's pod is brought to you by Stitch Fitch. Stitch Fix. Sorry. Sorry, sponsor. Um, so, Chris, go to Stitch Fix. Stitchfix.com slash look up a promo code because they're not an actual sponsor. And promo. you might be able to get those uh, those pants you've been looking for. What's the promo code? Is it occasional? I don't know. Just Google it. We don't have one. They're not a sponsor yet. Balls by a million. The SEC is coming to get us. <laughs> Promo code dark mode. I like the uniforms. Okay, yeah, let's. let's uh, I also like the 
black stripe around the orange stripe on the helmet, I'm a little iffy on, but the rest, like the black outline on the T looks great. Like, I think they look really good. I agree. I think the black stripe is a little too thick, but otherwise, I like them. Can we call out something that's completely obvious to me, and that is the Tennessee fan base groupthink that we must have a black helmet with black jerseys. I do not understand why that must be the case. I think the white helmet looks great. White and black go together. Well, those smoky gray helmets uh, spoil them. So Terrible. Nice. Awesome. I was about to. I was about to say the only thing that's missing is a black helmet, but well, yeah. remember those South Carolina like Nike Pro Combat like digital camo uniforms they used to have? What back? Oh yeah. Yeah. Those. I hate. I hated those. Those were the worst uniforms. Yeah, those were very weird in history. Yeah. Was that Under Armour or or was that were you a Nike school at that point? We were. We were Nike. Yeah. When were you Russell Athletic? Uh, 1989. No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I can see Chris Smelly wearing Russell Athletic flat, like it was almost like Alabama crimson, South Carolina scarlet, whatever. I mean, Chris Smelly would have been like 2005, 2006, probably, right? Who's before that? Uh, I don't know. You used to have an encyclopedic knowledge of South Carolina quarterbacks. Was, now. was it was it Phil Petty? Was that Phil, who it was? Phil Petty. Yeah, yeah. Number Thank forty-three. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, my gripe this week is—I um, don't know—I've never prepared for my gripe anymore. What have I griped about mainly this week? Oh, you know what I'm on? No, I'm not. It's not really a gripe. I'm I'm bringing a conspiracy. Out into the world. New segment. Listen up. For the last three weeks, the Tyndall, sorry, the the Caleb and Chelsea household has won the fantasy football weekly most points uh, payout. I don't know if I trust that. I mean, you you run the league. You no, can get no, in no, there no, and change anything, probably. I, no, no. You need to Who runs the league? Right to the commissioner. Is it the missus? We'll have to we'll have to bring her on here next week. If, if it happens this week, for sure, she is coming on next week and and um, and explaining because I'm a little sus. I'm also a little. Bitter because Keenan Allen didn't get any uh, touchdowns because I was originally projected to have the most points this week. But, of course, somebody over there went and changed the settings for that Monday night game to secure their, what is it, $10? So I shouldn't even complain. But All right, anybody got anything else? Falls big over South Carolina this weekend. He's shaking his head. It's going to be a close game. It's not going to feel good. It's going to be a close, low-scoring game. If it's if it's fourteen to fourteen, it'll be it'll be like fourteen to eleven at halftime or something weird. If not, I'll know we're in the weird zone, and it, it, you know we've got a chance. Nope. This is the, we're receiving votes in the uh, in the polls next week. Game for the Vols. <laughs> Very sorry. Forty-eight to twenty, Tennessee. Any final thoughts, anybody? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, comment down below your score prediction. If you're right, Kyle will send you one of his fancy Tennessee hats. He has a new one every week. Not really, but if one we day. actually do get it yeah. right, we'll, I don't know, we'll all sign uh, uh, something and probably not send it to you. But, yeah. Anything else? Anybody? Great outro, by the way. Oh, it's not over yet. Yeah. Austin, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yes, Austin. I hope you enjoyed it. Hey, you're welcome yeah. to hop on next week and discuss the uh, the outcome of the game. The recap. Yeah. If we lose, outcome so, pending. No. Yeah. Well. No, you're not. Don't even think. Okay. He's insufferable well, pr- pr- about it if he's right. I'll I'll be it's- in a crater on this moon if we win. So. Right, right. I appreciate the appreciate you guys having me. It was uh, it was fun. And Chris, I uh, will send you a uh, legal notice about that ambush you did a few minutes ago outside. But we'll talk about that later. Box. <laughs> One hundred and nine Parkway, Sevierville, Suite Two A. Right. There we go. There you have it, folks. Send him whatever you want. Glitter bombs to whatever he just said. We got legal notices going out. We got vol predictions going out. We had it all this week. But anyways, thank you, everybody, and bye-bye.